It's time for Tower Talks with Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast. And here is your host, Inside Towers business editor, John Celentano. Hello, everyone. Glad you could join us today. This episode is sponsored by Inside Towers Intelligence, a quarterly market analysis report that dives deep into the wireless infrastructure ecosystem. It looks at market trends, capital expenditures, relevant M&A transactions, and more. Intelligence is designed for managers, marketers, and investors. An annual subscription also includes an exclusive briefing and online support. The Q4 2021 issue is available now. For more information or to subscribe, visit insidetowers.com intelligence. We have another interesting infrastructure topic today. Often when we hear mention of distributed antenna systems or small cells, the main components that come to mind are radios and antennas. In fact, a DAS is a complex system of active and passive RF components that work together in a highly engineered manner. A faulty design or improper installation of any part of the system can result in either poor performance or worst case, failure. Here with me today to talk about passive RF components that are used in both indoor and outdoor DAS applications is Jeff Hall, General Manager at Wireless Supply. Jeff, welcome to Tower Talks. Good afternoon, thank you. (laughs) Um, Jeff, give us a high level view on the wireless supply and and the types of products that the company offers. Well, Wireless Supply was founded you know, about seven years ago with a specific charge of providing high-quality products to the market. At Wireless Supply, we focus on antennas, RF cable, connectors, fiber cable, and all kinds of different types of passive components, including directional couplers, filters, combiners, and pretty much everything that is involved in the passive RF path for a DAS system or a small cell. Mm-hmm. Are, are these products generally available from your catalog or do you get into a lot of custom work? Uh, a lot of both. Uh, yeah. We currently produce and have available through our website or our catalog approximately 1,700 different products. Uh, throughout the years, we've been, we've been approached to, on a lot of different custom products Mm-hmm. And we have done a lot of those custom products. And now a lot of those custom products are mainstream products that are available every day uh, through our product offering. That's how you build your catalog, right? To do the custom work first and then add it in. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously the, the demand is there for a certain type of product or component and, and you're, able to, you're able to come up with a, a design for that. Uh, it can be challenging at times, but, uh, you know, we like to take a look at those things and sometimes we just can't do it. But 99% of the time we go back and say, here's a product and what if it did this as well? And, you know, it solves the customer's issue. So explain that a little further. Um, you know, these are, as you mentioned, these, these components, these products are in the RF path. But um, you know, what, what would be some of the main, the main products that are really um, make the system uh, work as a complete operation? Well, you know, the, main, the main component of any wireless DAS system is wire, mm. RF cable. That is the number one component of every wireless system. Right. Uh, it has to be connected and all the components have to be connected. You know, for a DAS system to work, you have to have a signal source such as a base station or a bi-directional amplifier. 
And then the signal from that device has to be distributed throughout, you know, a building, a, an arena, a stadium or anything like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it all has to be connected and it's connected by cable and it can be either connected by RF cable or in very large systems, those connections are, you know, the RF is converted to fiber and fiber is able of choice to transmit the signal. And then at the other end, it's converted back to RF. So all along that path, you have to have cables. You have to have, you know, splitters, combiners, couplers, all kinds of different uh, devices to get the signal to where it needs to be to provide coverage. You mentioned uh, um, what, stadiums. That's that's a particular type of outdoor desk. Is not where that uh, that co covers a pretty big area. Also, it does, and in most cases they are outdoor. But in a lot of cases, with a lot of the newer stadiums, for example, you know, where the Super Bowl was held this year at SoFi Stadium, that's kind of a hybrid. It's kind of an indoor mm. or an indoor field stadium. Uh, but it has outdoor components. Right. The sides are open, so you can still feel the weather and things like that. So, right. But they are very large, and those systems are extremely large. And a lot of times, the head-in room where all the main, you know, brains for the system operate are in a, you know, are in a room that's, you know, as large as a lot of warehouses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. I've, I've seen a few of them. Um, so, uh, what what type of companies are your prime customers? I mean, the uh, who, who do you consider your end customer for the types of products that you provide? Well, it's a very diverse group. I mean, uh, from our customer standpoint, of course, we deal with the wireless carriers that are out there, um, you know, the operators that, you know, own all the frequencies for, you know, commercial cellular. Um, and we also deal with a lot of public safety. So mm -hmm. from a customer standpoint, we've got the carrier side, We've got the integrators who work alongside with the carriers to bring DAS systems uh, to market. Uh, you've got electrical contractors, you've got public safety integrators. Um, and of course, you know, we have a channel, you know, of, that we sell through, you know, we have uh, quite a few distribution partners that our products are available through. Uh, most of the larger distributors have our products. Uh, so we try to make it as easy as possible for customers that are looking for our types of products to, to be able to get them and get them on a timely basis. When does your product get specified? Is that at the engineering stage or when the integrator is compiling the bill of materials? Or when, when does your product get specified in, in the project? Uh, it can get specified pretty much all along the way. Yeah. We have to be involved with the engineering side. So our products are specified in, especially if there is a concern somewhere along that RF path uh, where there might need to be a, a custom solution made. Mm. I love taking a look at those as we, as I stated earlier, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but a lot of times, you know, the engineering's done, it gets to the integrator and then the integrator says, okay, well, you know, we work good with this company and they make products that are comparable. So let me contact wireless supply and see if we can switch this over to wireless supply. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then a lot of times it comes down to, even if we weren't engineered in or the integrator didn't, you know, put our products in, it comes down to availability. And, you know, when that system needs to go on the air yeah, and they're planning to turn it on the air and all of a sudden they don't have product availability, they go looking into the market to find out what they can find. And, you know, a lot of times wireless supply will get uh, involved at that point. 
through your distribution channels, are your products generally available uh, off the shelf or um, uh, are, are there some lead times associated with that also? Well, with the exception of a few products, of our 1,700 products that we do manufacture, there's about 80% of those products that are sitting on our shelf at all times. Okay. Uh, so we have a very good uh, availability of, uh, of our products in the market. You know, there are some challenges going on that have started over the last six months on certain products and certain product shortages that's affected everyone in the market. Every mm -hmm. manufacturer of half-inch punnum cable, for example, has been having difficulty supplying all the needs uh, for DAS projects in the market. So there's a worldwide shortage right now. Well, I wouldn't call it shortage, but um, availability of half-inch plenum cable. So outside of that, you know, availability is, you know, pretty good from the standpoint on wireless supply products. Uh, that half-inch plenum cable, that's one of the more commonly used cables in, in these kind of systems. Is that right? That, that is the number one cable used in okay. all DAS systems. Yes. Okay. All right. By far. Yeah. So what kind of lead times are you looking at on that now? Well, it's not so much lead time. I mean, lead time is actually, you know, production time is kind of short. Uh, it's just the availability. I mean, uh, there's so much demand for that oh, type okay. of product right now that, I mean, for example, we have our production sold out for the next several months. Mm -hmm. It's not that we're not producing. It's not that we're not getting it, you know, from production into our warehouse. Mm -hmm. It's that as soon as, you know, it's here, or even if it's not here, we already have orders in-house to fulfill. Mm -hmm. When when you, just on the topic of that cable, you know, do you get the cable in sort of just raw form and then you add pieces to it? Or um, how, how does that work as far as you know, making your, when you put a, a skew on a piece of cable uh, with your number on it, um, you know, what, what have you done to get it from the supplier to make it available to customers? We've actually started from the raw materials and, you know, extrude it and form it and okay. use that cable. Okay. We start out with raw copper, raw plastics, mm -hmm. um, you know, and we start from from the ground level and do everything. And then all the all the connectors and the splitters and the, the combiners that they're all added. Uh, uh, are those normally installed on site or is that... Uh, are they attached to the cable at all when you ship those? Now, typically that that is all installed on site. Yeah. Uh, the only time connectors are installed is on, you know, the jumpers that we produce, you know, the small RF jumpers that, you know, you know, maybe two feet, three feet, four feet, 10 feet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we do stock a lot of those different jumpers. Uh, they have them available. So it's just a, basically a plug and play on site. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So your, your products are agnostic to the uh, to the sources like they are the radios or the the BDAs and, and the like. Uh, they're just they're just in the RF path. Is that right? That's correct. We yeah. will work with anybody's radio that's on the market. OK, good. I'm sure you've seen them all, right? <laughs> We've seen quite a few. That's correct. Yep. OK, very good. Well, this this is great, uh, uh, Jeff. What uh, other thoughts or comments you'd like to like to impart with our to our audience as far as what you do and and why it's important to the the whole scheme of deploying DAS systems? Well, one of the things that wireless supply is very good at is our customer service and our support level. Uh, we treat our customers like family. Uh, we want them to be part of our family, and you know, once you're a customer of wireless supply. Uh, you'll you get to experience that firsthand. Uh, 
you know, our successes have come from the standpoint of we have high quality product. We have that product available and we have it available when the customer needs it, you know, most of the time. And our support level and our customer service level are second to none. I'll put our team up against anybody in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's great. So what's the best way for um, interested parties to find out more about, about your products? Well, the easiest way is our very easy to use user-friendly uh, website, which is wirelesssupply.com. Okay. But we also do a lot of uh, industry events throughout the year. Uh, we have a couple coming up. Uh, we'll be exhibiting at ConnectX in Denver okay. this month, May 23rd through the 26th. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll also be in Anaheim, California for the APCO show for the public safety market, uh, August the 7th through the 10th. And we also do a lot of different seminars and things throughout the, the United States in support of organizations such as uh, Safer Buildings Coalition, mm-hmm. uh, sponsor a lot of their public safety seminars which teaches AHJs and fire marshals and mm-hmm. integrators, you know, the code side of things on public safety, because there's certain things on public safety that you, you have to do. And there's certain things you can't do when it, re- it revolves around a public safety uh, DAS system. So we make ourselves available and we're also available at any time to, you know, do a webinar or anything like that. We do a lot of webinars with our distribution channel. Right. They invite customers to and things. So, um, we try to we try to be available. That's it. I, I didn't get to ask it earlier, but is there a, um, a, a I don't want to say separate product, but specific products that are geared to this public safety market? Because as you pointed out, there are different performance specs that you have to meet for public safety DAS than than commercial DAS, right? Right. And there are a few customized products, uh, like we have some special filters uh, because when you're dealing with public safety, especially in seven and eight hundred meg. You got to make sure you don't interfere with the uh, commercial wireless 700 meg spectrum. Yeah. At the same time, you got to make sure that the commercial wireless 700 meg spectrum doesn't interfere with the public safety. So we do have some specialized products that are, are specific to the public safety market. Uh, we do have some specialized antennas uh, that are are strictly designed for public safety applications. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and nothing says that a public safety system and a commercial wireless system can't be housed in the same environment and even on the same system. Uh, it's just that as long as the public safety DAS system follows the codes and does the things that are necessary um, under the code to be certified by the AHJ as a certified, you know, public safety communication system. Yep. Got it. Okay. Very good. Well, look, uh, we'll look forward to, to uh, dropping by and seeing you at ConnectX. And I um, uh, want to thank you today for an informative discussion. Well, thank you guys very much. We appreciate being part of it. <laughs> and thanks to our listeners. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to Tower Talks. To subscribe to our podcast, our daily newsletter, or use our other industry resources, please visit InsideTowers.com. Until next time, you've been listening to Tower Talks from Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast.